What's up, guys? We're back. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? Jess is dying over here, so um, <laughs> you yeah. don't hear a lot. My bad, she's, guys. She's hurting. She, she's had a long few weeks, so give yeah. her a second. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a little boy. <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> have this nasty cough, which I've had. A, I think I've had a cough for a minute, but this is this. I think gross. you've had a cough since we started this podcast. <laughs> Well, first I was dying because I couldn't breathe, which is very important. <laughs> Can you breathe right now? Are you breathing okay? Yeah, like... <laughs> As she takes a very deep breath in. They're very shallow breaths, but I can breathe like I'm not suffocating. So, okay. No. We're fine. So she can have a beer. <laughs> I just can't taste Probably it. Probably not. So Jade's more so going to give you the review of this beer because yeah. I can't smell. Um... We're going to start off, I have two beers today that I brought. We're going to start off, um, this is by The Hop Concept from San Marcos, California. It's called Tropical and Juicy. It's an IPA. It's an 8.5%. I'm really excited to try it. I don't have my cup today because I left it at work, so I'm the best dance mom ever today. (laughs) I'm going to have to throw up a picture on the Instagram of (laughs) this cup because I have my trusty uh, MTE Jada Mater cup. (laughs) And Jess is over here with the cup that says best dance mom ever. (laughs) It's got a ballerina on it too, guys. Did you dance? Who danced? No. Uh, (laughs) Kayla left this in my car like three years ago. And I've just never given it back. It's been great. <laughs> so Jess is the best dance mom ever, and I'm still Jader Mater, so. <laughs> but listen, if I had girl children, they would for sure be in dance. And Are you going to be that? <laughs> for sure be the best Have dance Have you ever mom. watched Dance Moms? Yes. Briley, my niece, got me hooked on that, like, recently. <laughs> and it's the her. stupidest thing I've ever watched, but I keep watching it. <laughs> Don't you hate shows like that? I can't. It's so dumb. Alright. Jess is trying to smell it. It smells like a very citrusy IPA with some, a little bit of floral on it. Oh, oh, let's put the lid on all the way. <laughs> she can't taste anything. I can't. I can just... I had the beer fill in my mouth. I don't... It's very good. Um, you That's definitely great. get the tropical... Hints, like I definitely taste the mango, and it is very hoppy at the end. Yeah, I can taste the like the yeah. Hoppiness. You could probably get the hops. Yeah, at the sick. end, I can't taste it. So if you fruit, guys are ever though. sick and want to taste something, I taste. <laughs> yeah, at least Do- doctor, you, you get the feel. You definitely get the feel. It's not doctor recommended, but it is Jader Me just the best recommended. <laughs> this is the best way to get better. <laughs> this is why Jess hasn't gotten better. Keep coming over here with beer. My immune system is like, bitch, you need to take a break. <laughs> the antibiotics don't work with alcohol. <laughs> Did you not read the damn bottle? <laughs> Dude, I fucking passed out last night. So Matt's been bitching at me for a minute. <laughs> because we have different bedtimes. Like our concept of what time we should go to bed is very different. Money does have the same problem <laughs> four years later after living together. It doesn't stop. <laughs> Matt thinks that we should go to bed at 7.30. Like, be laying in bed at 7.30 and be asleep by 8. Mm-hmm. Like, he falls asleep fast. Is that fast? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, like, I take a long time to fall asleep. I don't know. I think it depends on my night. Okay. <laughs> I think that's too early. Yeah, that's... Like... That's retirement home early. <laughs> <laughs> He's old as fuck. He's 34 now. 
Happy birthday, Matthew. Oh, it was Matthew's birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) But 8 o'clock is early. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like... 9 30 10 i think that's a pretty solid time yeah like i figured if we went to bed at 9 30 by 6 30 we've had like eight hours of sleep like i can get up and function on that like i'd be fine with that he wants to get out of bed like he before he met me he was he was up every single day at 4 30 that is such an old man no we are not doing that he's out <laughs> of his fucking mind i'm not letting him be that old you could be 40 like you could be verge 40 that's fine I'm okay with that, but we're not going to be 80. (laughs) Like, no. Mm -mm. I can't do it. I'm like, I texted him, I was like, I'll compromise with you. We'll go to bed at 9.30 and be up every day at 6.30. I'm fine with that. He technically doesn't have to be at work. Like, he could be up at 6. And he doesn't have to leave till, like, 6.40. He's a man who has no hair. Not like it takes him a minute to get ready. He just has to throw clothes on he'll be fine so i think we're gonna compromise with that but we'll see we'll see who if wins. i compromise jess is gonna get her way <laughs> not compromise at all. don't say that because then he won't give me my way <laughs> you're just trying to put the frills on it and just not even <laughs> just get straight to the point i'm like but what are you gonna do are you gonna sit there and keep him awake until <laughs> well no like that's what i was telling him like <laughs> that's what i was telling him he went to bed at eight o'clock one night and like he like wants the tv off and which is fine like, <laughs> just laying in the dark staring at the ceiling I've i was <laughs> like my so phone like he's like dead set on all of these fucking wireless chargers which like are awesome <laughs> But I'm over here, my phone was dying, so I'm like, it's on the wireless charger, That's and I'm just like... First world problems, dude. Yeah, We're like, so looking entitled. around. Yeah. And I'm like, it, it's not even 8.30 yet, and you're, you're passed you're out. holding the wireless charger in your hand. <laughs> and I'm just like, finally, I laid there for like an hour and a half, and then finally fell asleep. That's the worst. When you stay awake like that, and you have nothing to entertain yourself, or make you fall asleep... It takes ten times longer to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Like, at least if I was watching a movie, I'd get tired or something. Yeah. Nope. I'm just fucking twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> Counting sheep. Counting sheep. <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I'm not going to count anything. <laughs> Fuck that. But yeah, so that's been our, like, little argument lately is what time we're going to fucking go to bed. You know what me and Jessica argued about the other day and I couldn't stop laughing? <laughs> we're in the car <laughs> I guess I annoyed him. He's like, you pissed me the fuck off. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but you pissed me off way more. He's like, no, you definitely pissed me off way more. And we argued about pissing each other off more. And I was, that's um, almost a decade of being together, you guys. Well, me and Matt aren't quite that far into things, but. Just wait. I, I definitely get petty as fuck with him. Considering the fact that he wants to get me a cup that says Petty Bay. Like. Clearly. I just, like, make little comments to him. Oh. Oh, so we're gonna do that? Yeah? You wanna do that? Fine. Go. Go without me. I don't care. You don't love me. (laughs) I feel like I'm talking to Jesse right now. He's all... Why am I getting mad? He's all, you done? Now I got one more in me. (laughs) Alright, now I'm done. (laughs) That's so bad. I don't get like that very often, though, with him. Like... I don't know, you're getting a cup that says Petty Bay, so it has to be at least once a week. It's not too bad. 
guys, how often are you petty with your significant other? Right? <laughs> I feel like it's important to be petty. Matt is petty, but he's not ever petty with me. Like, when he's petty, I'm like, damn. Like, I need you to take it down a notch. Like, don't be like that with me. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's all right, though. Anyways. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's good. Um, we have another one we'll try later in the episode. I feel like this is inappropriate for our episode. What? Beer and addiction. <laughs> I thought about that, but you already okay. pressed start on the on the podcast and here you are. So we were going to talk about addiction today. Um, we've had our experiences with it, for sure. Um <laughs> I just can't taste anything. <laughs> Jess is addicted to trying to taste beer. Yeah. It's not working. So my only, like, I'm not, I don't have an addictive personality. The only real addiction I've ever had is fucking caffeine, which is a bitch to kick. Like, people tell me addiction is not a disease. And I want to actually ask you that, but. I want to punch them in the face sometimes. Oh. <laughs> I mean. Um. No, like. If I get punched in the face later. No. No, like, okay, let me let me retract this a little bit. Okay. I absolutely think that addiction is a choice to an extent. Like, nobody ever wakes up and is like, I want to be addicted to drugs. You know, like, we're all human beings and we all have to figure shit out on our own. And obviously my di- addiction is not fucking life-altering. Like, <laughs> I drink fucking caffeine every day. It's not that big of a deal. So does the rest of fucking America. Um, but... You know, drug addiction is different. Um, it's a whole new... There's levels yeah. to this. <laughs> there, there's obviously levels like, you know, I, I've dealt with drug addicts my whole entire fucking life. Um, and I don't think one time that they ever were like, I want to be a drug addict. Like, I definitely think that, you know, it's just different. Mm-hmm. Their brain's altered by the chemicals of the drug, so it makes it different. Not that... Not that it's, like, a disease that you were born with, but I definitely think it turns into that. Like, mm-hmm. it's something that you can't help. Your brain thinks differently now. Your brain needs those things. And, you know, immediately, like, even they say once an addict, always an addict. I'm a firm believer in that. Because your brain automatically can click into that and think, like, okay, I'm having a hard time. I'm backed into a corner. I need this. This is what I've mm-hmm. always done. That's why you see a lot of people getting out of rehab that might have, um, I mean, it's still an addiction, like a fitness addiction, because Mm -hmm. that's all they did there, and that was their way of, it's just same routine, different product you're getting, you're high from. Granted, like, we create those addictions, but. Yeah, I mean, as soon as you, whether it be sugar, sex, caffeine, whatever, obviously when you get to, to drugs, as soon as you inhale, inject, whatever you're doing, your brain is instantly changed. Like, yeah. It, it, it changes everything. And some people have a harder time with it. Some people are addicted from the first time they do it. And some people it takes a couple of times, but they still fall into the same hole. Um, I think it's, it's such a hard subject to talk about because we don't know what to do with these people that are so far addicted that they are completely gone. Um... I don't think anybody's a lost cause, though. I mean, you... I mean... <laughs> I, if, you, if you've if you seen people... I mean, 
no doubt we have a huge homeless problem in California. A lot of these people are severely addicted to drugs. They can't function in everyday society. A lot of them end up in psych wards. I have a friend that works um, at KMC, uh, which is a local hospital here, and their psych ward is filled with addicts that even though they're clean and have been in there for weeks, they just can't. They can't function like a normal... I mean, you if you've been around a drug addict, a lot of them have tics. Some of them might, like, like just have, like, a tic. They might move their hands. They might just do yeah. some weird stuff. But a lot of them are just... They're just... They're far gone. But I to don't the think... point where they're close. Not brain dead, but they're, they're a corpse inside of... Yeah, which... which... I do agree with, but I don't think that they're a lost cause. I I think, like, anybody can be helped that wants to be helped. Which I agree with. I don't think it's a lost cause. It's just how do you put this person back in society when they can't function normally. Because they can have some insane physical altercations as well. Yeah. Um, what do you think the biggest, like, the biggest problem with drug addiction is? Like... Where do you think that it comes from? Is our, like, is it people getting drugs off the street? Or do you think that, you know, doctors are creating more addicts than anything? I mean, over the last 20 years, I think pharmaceuticals are definitely an issue. I mean, I guess I grew up around it, so I think it's a bigger issue. I don't know what it was like before my time, but when I was in high school, it wasn't hard to get, you know, a pain script or a anxiety medication script. It's easy. I mean... So I don't know if it was always like that. I mean, I know in the 90s there started when, you know, anxiety medication like Xanax or um, benzodiazepines in general were introduced. There was starting to be a huge problem with it. I don't know what it was like before that. I mean, obviously, when you were talking about the 60s and 70s, a lot of those people were doing acid and other things. So that was off off the street. Um, I think it's interesting to to see that all of these drugs that were created from, you know, even heroin or, you know, uh, ecstasy, um, all of those things, they were all created for something good. You know, like, a lot of... fentanyl right now. Exactly. Like... That's the huge thing. You know, they were all created to do something good, and unfortunately, they've gotten into the wrong hands or whatever it might be, but... I definitely think that it's a huge issue. I mean, I suffer from anxiety a lot. And I've had a lot of doctors that are like, oh, we'll just prescribe you Xanax. Like, without even, like, really asking me any questions. I feel like that's just the go-to nowadays anyway. (laughs) And I, like, I will not, will not touch Xanax. You know, I definitely have a, a history with it. You know, my best friend passed away from it and... Granted, you know, he was a drug addict for many of our years, many of our, um, I would say teenage years. We probably started smoking weed when we were 10 or 11 and it just kind of progressed from there. And like, I think it was adults that kind of enabled him a lot, you know, oh, here, here, you know, here's this, here's that. Like one of his aunts was a... I want to say like she worked at a pharmacy or something like that 
and um, would give him pills all the time, you know, because she pops pills and it's not a big deal. And so it just kind of trickles down and it's all, it's all what we see. Pills are just so easy. Yeah. They're just too easy. It's scary how it easy is. it is. You know, I, I've kind of always been on the fence. Um, granted, like like I said, I don't have an addictive personality. I've tried a whole lot of drugs. And not one ever triggered me where I was like, yeah, this feels so good. Like, I want to do this repetitively all the time. And maybe that's because I was around really good people that, like, wouldn't allow that to be um, a continuous thing. Or, you know, maybe it's just, like, I just have that strength where I just, like, yeah, this is fun for now, but eh, I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. But I think it's interesting, like, I think that, um, the biggest thing is, like, teaching our kids, like, and that's the part that sucks, is we can teach them all of these things, but we're all human beings, and we kind of got to figure it out on our own, you know? Yeah, I mean... You go through the say no to drugs thing in school. Everyone does, but it. <laughs> at the end of the day, you can tell somebody the biggest repercussions of something, and it doesn't matter if it feels good to them and they want to keep doing it. They're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. I mean, something simple as alcohol. Fuck, dude. We all know what happens if you drink and drive. Mm-hmm. It still, fucking happens every single day. We've seen I've the been, horror stories. Yeah. We've seen the videos. We've seen all of it. It, But it still fucking happens. It doesn't... You can't scare somebody like that until it's already too late. Yeah. I've been guilty of drinking and driving. Yeah, Granted, for sure. that I've never, you know, been too fucking intoxicated. But Yeah, know, I've never I've been, been like, blackout drunk to yeah. where... Yeah, I know. But I agree. You know, we're all, we're all figuring it out. I mean... <clears throat> yeah my mom has her problems with addiction and probably a couple months ago for the first time I actually talked to her about it when you're a kid and you have a parent that is addicted you spend a lot of your time being angry and just upset and you want to yell at them and you want to just fucking knock some sense into them and then I've I've tried all that it doesn't work (laughs) it never did and then finally I'm just I'm I'm so tired of being angry about it that I finally just talk to her. <laughs> I just kind of we were in the car one day and I was talking to her and I just asked her why and she couldn't give me a straight answer as to why she did the thing she did or why she chose this thing she just said she didn't want to feel anything anymore and that's what helped her do that and my mom is very similar I just I don't and that answer was fine with me but it's still I mean I don't want to feel things a lot of the time either you know I don't, I don't want to feel the emotions I go through, but at the same time, you know, I have to fucking deal with it. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I've never talked to my mom about it. Ever. I, I don't know why I finally just did. Like I said, I just, I like, and I prefaced, prefaced it with her being like, mom, like, I don't want to fight with you. Because anytime that was brought up before, it would just start an argument and she would get very defensive because she thought I was attacking her. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not attacking you. Speaking of attack, is that Ocha? <laughs> no, that's a uh, Lulu. Okay. <laughs> you guys hear some noises in the background. It's a dog scratching at the door. <laughs> yeah, she wants him. That's um. not happening. <laughs> she doesn't know if she likes me yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've never, I've never talked to my mom about it. Do you want to have that conversation with her, or you just want to leave it alone? 
I think I did when I was a kid. Now I don't. You know, I get that my mom has her demons. And I get that, you know, my mom loves me. Um, there's no question in my mind if she loves me or not. I think that everybody, like, my mom just has never been taught coping skills. To be honest with you, I don't think any of my aunts have either. Like, her whole family is really terrible in that department of coping. And I think that um, that was her issue is that she was going through so many things. Like, she didn't know how to cope. And like your mom said, she just didn't want to feel. And I think it was a... My mom gets like that very much, uh, even now, like she's sober. Well, let's say half-ass sober because I still think that she has a half-ass addiction to like painkillers and stuff like that, but it's not fucking meth. So that's a plus. <clears throat> but I think that, um, my mom doesn't talk like she, she just completely shuts down. Like Same. when she gets in a hard situation or whatever it might be, it's just, there's a wall and that's it. Yep. Um, she doesn't want to deal with anything. You know, my mom has had numerous suicide attempts, you know, like it, and I remember being a kid and seeing those things. And I mean, it's happened a couple times since I've been an adult and I just don't understand, you know, granted, like I, I don't believe that addiction is a, is a choice like I don't think that anybody ever took drugs thinking that they were going to get addicted yeah, like no one wants to end up like no one wants to end up on the street and I see yeah. that every time like anytime I see a homeless person that you can tell is is struggling with addiction I always think about what got them to that point like you had to get kicked out at some point you you got here somehow you know mm -hmm. I mean I mean just... you hear all the stories about people that like went into surgery and they gave them you know, morphine or oxycodone, oxycotton. Yeah, and, oxycotton's fucking heroin. <laughs> yeah, and they had no desire to be a drug addict. But those things are so addictive, you don't even know. <coughs> I'm dying. You don't even know that you're getting addicted to them. Like, you're just taking the pain pill that you were prescribed. And at first, it's just, you know, you're taking it exactly the way it says to be taken. And then your body adapts and you take one more. And then it just progressively gets worse. Then they take your prescription away from you. And then you're fucked. And then you're buying drugs off the street, you know. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to my cousin. <sighs> I think it's interesting that, like, um, rehab and, you know, rehabilitation is so expensive for these people. Yeah, some insurances cover it, some don't. I don't think you can just throw someone in rehab, though. And expect them to get better. They have to want it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's your thoughts on, like, um, uh, wow, I could not think of the name right now. Methadone. Stuff like that. I don't think methadone should be just willingly, like, given out. Um, I think methadone should be, uh, way to wean people off of drugs but in a controlled environment right um i know that you can just go to clinics and get methadone yeah there's, there's, there's a couple here in town and, and see them line up every morning 
I think it's absolutely absurd. Um, You're not even asking this for, like, yeah. I don't know. So, I agree with it being a thing to wean people in, like, rehabs or something like that, but I don't think it should just be given out like it's fucking candy. Like, oh, we just rather you not do met or to do heroin, so here's some methadone or, you know. I mean, but it's still giving them some sort of high. Exactly. And, I don't know. So. And, and, I don't know. It's. The, what is it, the Narcan or whatever? Yeah. Uh, is that the one pregnant ladies can take, people can take? No, Narcan is, a uh, like, if somebody's in an overdose, you, uh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100% agree with it. Yeah. Should be free everywhere. We, we see people on the freaking streets all the time. Like. Granted, um, I'm going to sound like a horrible person. Natural selection. <laughs> um, you kind of put yourself there, and it's hard to feel bad for people that, you know, have had hands and had hands, like, reaching out to them to help them, and they're, they've chosen to be there at that point, you know, but I also understand addiction. Like, you can't control what you're feeling. But I uh, don't care. There's no fear in anything they do, so they'll rob and steal to get what they want. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it's just, it's scary for everyone involved. What do you think about sex editions? Do you think it's a real thing? I was going to ask you that. I, did you ever watch the movie Don, Don John, Don Juan? Did you ever watch Angel in the Outfield as a kid? Yes. <laughs> it's that really little kid. Time. And he, okay, so the movie, I watched it the other night and it, it was this movie about he's like addicted to porn. And he can't get off on, like, sex. I mean, that's a whole different thing, but, like, he says he has a sex addiction and, like, he meets this woman and she's like, no, you have a porn addiction. They're different. And he's like, well, I just can't get off. Da, da, da. But, and then he ends up, like, falling in love with her and then they have, like, whatever. <laughs> she changes him. Shocker. Shocker. But, <laughs> it's a movie. Um, <laughs> no, it's just, I, I don't know. I go back and forth because... Obviously, if you're calling it an addiction, it's because you need it. But, like, what's your need versus... I just, I don't know. I guess I've never felt it. So I don't know how much... I don't know. <laughs> I disagree. You Which... Disagree. You don't think it is? I talk about Chris Donahue, Dr. Chris Donahue, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. I love how progressive he is. He's amazing. Um, read his books. They're amazing. Anyways, um... I was on the fence about sex addiction too, and porn addiction, and all of those things. I think porn addiction is a thing. It's just so easily accessible. Hold on. So I thought so too because I was like, you know, there's people that will spend hours just watching porn and masturbating, and so he made a comment and he was like, "Why is it an addiction for somebody to spend hours masturbating and self love, and that makes them feel good?" Why is that an addiction, but nobody wants to say that every Sunday when this guy sits on the couch all day long watching football and ignores everybody in his household because the games are on, why is that not an addiction? Why is that not considered the same thing? Which I, like, I see that point of view, but at the same time, <laughs> like, but, it, there's people that are addicted to porn to where, like, they won't fucking go to work, they won't meet their needs, like, they fucking which, have to get that, like, satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So, what's the line? Which I do agree with that. <clears throat> Obviously, I think that... Uh, he, made, he made a really good point in his book where, like, 
you know, obviously there's a health to everything. Right. Um, there, there's a certain amount of time that you should and shouldn't spend on something or whatever it is. But, um, as far as sex addiction goes, he was like, you don't see anybody out in public just grabbing people and having sex with them because they absolutely fucking need it and cannot go without it and they're going to die without it. He's like, you do not ever see that. Yeah. He's like, if you see that, come fucking talk to me. That, that's rape. <laughs> that's called rape. Yeah. Thank you. And, <laughs> and, you know, but he made a point. I was like, you're right. You know? Um, you don't see that. You don't see somebody just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta have sex right now. I'm gonna grab this person. I'm gonna have sex with him. And then 10 minutes later, I'm gonna grab that person. I'm gonna have sex. Like, you don't ever see that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have a point. That's very and true. Same thing, same thing with masturbation or... Um, you know, porn addiction, like, obviously there are lines, like, you probably should not spend, like, if you're not eating and sleeping and, you know, having a normal life, there, there's probably something you should do about that. Right. But I think it's very few and far between that that happens. Um, I think our body, maybe their body's missing some sort of, uh, I think it's like a therapeutic chemical. Yeah. Do you think, I was about to say, do you think it's like a hormone thing at that point or uh, maybe I, I think like that, some type of like receptor malfunction, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That they're missing that. So they, that they do need that. Um, you know, I, I think that that, that's always been an interesting addiction to me. Everything's an addiction now though. Um, God, I was reading for a class that I have, I was reading an article about, um, how, like, our society is basically, like, Do you there's... Think just putting the blame on something and calling it addiction? Just yes, to... calling it an addiction, calling it some sort of sickness, like... It's like a scapegoat, basically, it's just... Yeah, like, oh, I'm addicted. you know, you That's see why. somebody all the time, like, oh, I'm a survivor of blah, 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 you know, like... I'm a survivor because I have some toe fungus disease. <laughs> you know, it's so difficult. You know, we're, we're creating a sick culture. Um, and I thought that was really interesting that this article was talking about. I was like, you know, I've never, never seen it like that. Like, you're constantly seeing all these, like, Facebook posts about how, like, oh, you know, my life's so hard. You know, nobody understands my daily struggle, I have so-and-so disorder or disease or whatever it is. Yeah, what's the line of bringing awareness and just feeling sorry for yourself uh-huh. and, like, asking for pity? And I think that's um, kind of where addiction, like, kind of toggles is, like, whether or not we're creating sick that. Area. Yeah, sick culture by being, like, oh, these poor addicts. Yeah. Or... We're not giving them enough help. And, you know, I think it's such a real thing. I think they deserve the help. They're human beings. We're all human beings. I mean, I would hope if something's wrong with me, somebody's going to help me, right? Well, same thing for addicts. But I think that there's such a big line because it's hard to help an addict. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. I said it's like everyone talks about being a slave to addiction, but no one ever talks about being a slave to an addict. It's a whole fucking different thing. It it hurts, but when you have a heart, it's hard just to let them go away. I 100% agree. That was the hardest thing I ever did with Michael. Like, yeah. when, before he passed away, the last things I ever said to him was, um, 
I know that I'm going to get a phone call. Uh, and it's going to be the worst fucking phone call I've ever got because of your addiction. And I hate you. I hate who you are. I love you so much, but I hate who you are. And I remember, like, that was my moment of putting my foot down and no longer enabling him. Like, there was times he would call me and be like, hey, I need $20 to buy Michaela diapers. Michaela's mom, or, you know, her mom would always provide those things. Um, and, and it's so unfortunate that those are the things that would happen. You know, not that he didn't love his daughter or didn't love, um, want to provide for her or whatever it may have been, but his addiction was so deep. And he was the worst kind of addict. He was the addict that would never lie. admit that he was an addict. Lie, lie, lie. You know, like, oh no, I'm not an addict. Like, almost like he was not aware that he was. I think a lot of them aren't. They're in denial. They don't... Yeah. I mean, they're already doing these horrible things and they probably feel guilty about it, so to admit to the label of it probably is... You know, so uh, it's like a safe, it's, it's a safeguard for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Essentially. I mean, I mean, and it always starts out with something easy. You know? Granted, like, do I think that, you know, weed or uh, shrooms all have, like, beneficial factors? I think it's hard because, again, your body adapts. What you need now isn't going to be what you need in five years, and then it's going to progressively get worse from there. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Yeah, I agree. I don't think those things are bad, but they can definitely create tendencies that... Bad habits. Yeah. I mean, right now I'm addicted to these six lists, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> They're so pretty. I six have a so whole entire bag of pink Can we ones. just say we were definitely addicted to candy when we worked at Bimbo? Oh my god, Sweet. yes. Like, <laughs> guys, pounds of candy a week. Not fucking, like, we're not gonna measure in bags. We're gonna measure in fucking... Pounds, dude. <laughs> Fucking candy and chips was our shit. Yeah. <laughs> All day. And Dr. Pepper. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Those stupid fucking, what are they, the the pop chips? Those are okay. The fucking brownie brittle. <laughs> the brownie brittle was next level. <laughs> I feel like we need to get some brownie brittle. <laughs> I can't Kim, taste it right now. If you're listening. <laughs> I need you to buy us some brownie brittle. <laughs> Save it for us. Put it off to the side. Yeah. I mean, I mean, speaking of our old work environment, do you think you ever, like, encountered some addicts when we worked at BevMo? Oh, and I'm not abs- talking, I'm not talking about, like, drug addicts. I'm talking about, like, the addicts that were fucking... Absolutely. The, oh, dude, there was, like, guys that would come in and buy a 1.75 with some Elijah Craig, like, every day. And I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I know what I'm doing isn't good either because I have a beer waiting for me in the back, but, like... <laughs> Dude, there's levels to this shit, and I was hungover this morning. I mean, we joke about it, but, like, I never woke up. I have never woke up and been like, I need a drink now. Like, I gotta do this now. Yeah, no. Neither have I, but um, definitely experienced some of the worst kinds. Speaking of alcoholics, we're gonna open this up here. It's fine. Um, The other one I have is from Allagash. Allagash makes, what is it, a white ale? They have a... Did you spill six lips on your bed? It didn't. <laughs> okay. Almost Allagash. Um, I like their stuff. They're, they're pretty good. You want to know something funny? Yes. Never had them. Never had Allagash? Nope. I never even drank the White Elf. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> I feel like it's been back and really. Okay. Well, <laughs> Allagash has a White Ale that's actually really good. It's 
it's a very easy drinking beer. It's a good beer that it, it's a which I've heard. Mitch used to be tell me all the time, and every That's time we were gonna, how the fuck did Mitch not give that to you? I don't know, Mitch. What the fuck? <laughs> because he was always telling me to pick something, and I was always oh, I still made him pick. Well, I did too. Like for a while, like he got really good about just being like, I already fucked and pick it, picked it because I know better than to ask you. But no, uh, but this is River Trip. Um, yeah, it's always good. It's from Maine. It's a ale, Belgian style, Belgian style session ale. Um, I think me and Jess have <laughs> are getting close to exhausting our resources here in Bakersfield to craft beer. Um, so that. there is a store in Los Angeles called Craft Beer Kings that I really want to go to because it looks like an awesome store, but they also have like a, they have an app and you can get stuff delivered to your home if you live in California or if your state allows alcohol to be sent through the mail state by state. There. I promise it's not going to fall off the ceiling, but I'm fucking dying. <laughs> covered in a blanket. I know. That's why I was like, but, um, covered. Yeah. I think... Uh, one of these podcasts, we're gonna go to Craft Beer Kings and get some yummy stuff because I'm sick of Bakersfield selection. Same, and I'm, I'm super so excited for that. Yeah, and it's it's getting warmer, guys. It's, it feels really good outside. Doesn't I don't I haven't been outside all. Day. I don't like the heat, but like this time of year in California is always my favorite because it's not super hot, but it's not cold. I prefer the cold. Like I, I prefer want it the to be cold, cold too, all the time. But like. I don't know, I've been in a really good mood ever since I got warmer, so. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> fuck the heat. Yeah, no, fuck the heat. Like, 110 is coming for us, but. <laughs> I'm so sad. Um, but that's fine. It just means, like, some river days. I, I'm not going in the Kern River. Guys, don't go in the Kern River. <laughs> don't die. Ever. Like, like, stop me. No. We'll go to different rivers. We're in California. Thule. We'll go to the... Dude, I... Okay. So, everybody knows that I went searching for my fucking biological family. So, my dad apparently is like a... <laughs> like a ranger um, down in the Grand Canyon to go to, like, Havasu Falls. And I'm petty as fuck. But Nathan was feeding the petty. And I have this, like theory not theory but plan what are you gonna do no (laughs) so i really like okay so me and nathan have talked about havasu falls before and going to visit it because if you've never seen pictures of this place go it looks beautiful yeah go look at pictures this place is fucking beautiful on the arizona side right yes so i want to go so bad but like anybody that has ever like went there like they've left reviews about my biological father, <laughs> how amazing is he, he is. Oh, and so I was telling you, Dick. No, he's amazing and he's so Does sweet. Does that make you feel better or worse? <laughs> it makes me angry. <laughs> this motherfucker, y'all don't know. That's all his kids, all seven of us. <laughs> but how would you feel if you knew that? Probably not so good. <laughs> so, anyways, they call him the Indian cowboy guy. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. So anyways, me and Nathan, like, I want to go so bad, but now that I know he's there, like, I'm, like, kind of hesitant. No, fucking go. Um, but, right? No, this is what me and Nathan came (laughs) up with. I was like, but how funny would it be to go through this whole trip? Like, you get there, like, we run into him, we're asking him questions, blah, blah, blah. We go to the river, we have a good time, we come back. Could you hold out that long, though, after seeing him? Or would you straight away be like, you motherfucker? (laughs) 
No, I think I could to be petty. To be, yeah, for like my petty, like the level of pettiness. Like, I waited 29 years for this. Like, I got this. All right, you got a point. So, you know, like. And I would be nervous, too, like... Yeah. Okay. And you're like, awkward when you're I'm nervous. So awkward. You're awkward in general, but when you're extra awkward when you're nervous... Isn't that great, though? He would be like, all right, there's something wrong with their friend. I'm going to leave them alone. <laughs> I don't want to talk to those ones. And Nathan would, be like, tell me, like, stop being weird. Um, Nathan's talking about a Texas belt buckle. <laughs> you just need to find... Shut up, Nathan. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> He ever asks you if you you want to see his Texas belt buckle or yeah. anybody for that matter asks you that, tell them no. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Anyways, so we came up with this plan where like we would do that and we'd go to the river, we'd like hang out, we'd come back, and like this is like a trip. Like you park at the top of the Grand Canyon, you hike eight yeah. hike eight miles down. Yeah, I mean I don't yeah, it's the fucking Grand Canyon. You don't have I'm, the choice. I'm gonna be doing a lot of yawning. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Why do you keep yawning? I'm just so I'm exhausted. So tired. Um, <laughs> I didn't so... sleep last night at all. <laughs> so we would, uh, you know, we would hike down. We'd do all that and come back. We'd stay in the little village, and on our way out, we would stop and thank him. And then I would ask him, "Oh, do you know Audrey Johnson?" Yeah, you remember her. All right, well, see you later, Dad. <laughs> what and if then, he said no, though, and you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't think about that. I'd be like, really? Really? You don't remember, like, meeting her at a bar, you know, 20, 30 years ago? <laughs> she had a son. You were in the military. No, not ringing a bill. Oh, weird. It's <laughs> uh, all right. I probably wouldn't ring a bell to you either, but, you know, I just so happen to be your kid. Okay, have a nice day. You know, just be petty as fuck. Keep yawning up the way. <laughs> I'm not worried about the hike down. I'm so worried about the hike back up. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's always the up part. But then the hike down, like, you're having to lean back to keep your balance. Like, yeah, that I makes would your tumble. hips hurt. I would tumble down. <laughs> Oh, bitch, don't think you're getting out of it. You're going to. God damn it. We're all going. I'm bringing my Yeti. Both of them. Both of them. Both. One will be just strictly filled with vodka. Uh, yeah, probably. The other one will just be filled with ice. And we'll just pour it in. Yeah. I definitely rode the Mess Train Express fucking last weekend. Oh, tell me more. It was Jesse's birthday weekend. He didn't drink, so I drank for him. <laughs> no, um, we went out Friday night, then Saturday night. This is way lighter because I do not get that feel. Yeah, um, yeah, the beer is, the one we were drinking before was an IPA and it was 8.5%. This is a ale and it's like 4.2. Um, it's super, it's, it doesn't taste like water, but to Jess it probably tastes like water. But it's really good uh, if you guys don't like IPAs. Um, start with ales. It's great. Work your way to your hobbies. I hobbiness. give it an A plus and the other one an A plus too, just because I can't taste them and give them F's if I wanted to. So A plus for both. <laughs> <laughs> just is doing great. Sounds um, great. But yeah, like I don't think I've ever actually like blacked out before. Oh girl. But I definitely <laughs> blacked out on Sunday. Did I, you? I remember watching Kickoff. 
I remember looking. I don't remember shit after that. I didn't eat, and I was still drunk from the night before on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh Jesus! And like I went, I ate like some chips and dip maybe, <laughs> and then I guess <laughs> then I made a drink. I took shots. Um, I remember kickoff. I remember um, looking at the score and we we're ten points ahead. And then I remember just sitting in a chair and crying. <laughs> and then I woke up at my house. <laughs> up my glasses are gone i had bruises on me <laughs> apparently like i fell off the bread of my uncle's truck and i was on the, the floor bread? the bread the bed uh, <laughs> my uncle's truck and i was on the floor and my cousins picked me up thank you guys by the way i love you <laughs> um sorry babe that <laughs> was a fucking mess <laughs> um, wow it was a great time this yeti that matt got me uh survived the whole weekend this is the only <laughs> thing i kept because i did not keep my glasses my dignity or my fucking body intact, <laughs> apparently, because I was fucking bruised up, but it made it. <laughs> That's great. I feel like you should go out and, like, go dancing and... I, okay, ever since I met Jess, I've been terrified to go downtown with her, and I don't know why, but I I love Jess to death, but she is what, in drum culture, we call a wanderer, <laughs> and she's gonna disappear, and I'm, like, a gatherer, <laughs> like, everyone together, let's... We'll, we'll all figure it out. <laughs> like, no. Hey, guys, look, I found these new people. Yeah. Let's get over here. In an alley, Jess. We gotta go. <laughs> Real life. Funny story. When I was a teenager. Oh, God. <laughs> I smoked pot with a bum one time. And my friend Travis. No, 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 no. I lied. My friend Jacob. <laughs> um, his brother's name is Travis. So, anyways, so me and Jake were like, oh, we're gonna go smoke weed. We're gonna go over here. We're at Jerry's. Um, speaking of Jerry's, I want to go eat there. Like, we gotta go, like, ever since they bought out, got bought out by new owners, I hear their food is amazing. Is it? Okay, Jerry's Pizza, I, I always wanted to go there to see shows, but my brother told me he went and saw acceptance there. If you guys know, if you're an emo at heart, you've heard of acceptance. I've heard of them, I don't think I ever listened to them. <laughs> They broke up. <coughs> but he saw them right before they broke up, and he said he was sitting, at, he was watching them, and like, two giant ass cockroaches just like fucking flew across the window like the wall to wall yeah no so like i've i've i don't want to go <laughs> like i'm okay <laughs> so i've had some experiences there really let me, let me I, tell you this i heard one. it was a nasty ass place it was gross like yeah. if you didn't fall down the stairs at jerry's <laughs> while you were at jerry's you shouldn't have been there like oh you were too sober you did not belong there but anyways so on the stairs <laughs> <laughs> the stairs are so like yeah, they're just going rickety <laughs> as fuck. Um, but, so, we went down this alley, we were smoking, this bum comes up to us, and Jake was like, oh, do you want to smoke too? And I was like, what the fuck? And so I was like, I had my, like, one of those whole pullover purses, all emo, like, it used to be a fucking sweater that was stitched into a purse and had, like, a little hood, and I had oh my hand my in it. Oh my god. I had a bunch of shit in this purse, like a camera, and I don't know, all the emo no things. Camera. <laughs> <Mirror> <laughs> selfies. Yeah. So, we were like, I was cold, and I was like, I don't know why me me and Jake made out that night, I think. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I was cold, and I was, like, standing kind of, like, really close to Jake, because this guy smelled bad. I was a fucking bum. And he was like, you're really pretty. And I was like, oh, oh no. thanks. And he's like, if you weren't with him, I would rape you. <gasps> and Jake was okay. like, we're leaving now. Like, 
this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) And then that same night, this fucking bum came up to me, dreadlocks. Michael was with me. Pushes me up against a wall. Like, manhandles me. Michael's like, what the fuck? Because everybody was sitting on the ground. I was standing. And Michael's like, what the fuck? And this bum pushes me up against a wall and tells me that I'm fucking Satan and that everybody should fucking, like, kill me. Like, it was insane. Um, speaking of addiction, <laughs> that's how these motherfuckers end up here. Right? Like, uh. I swear, it's, it was insane. And Michael's like, what is with you and the bums? Like, why do they attract you? I don't know. And he was See, like... That's why I don't want to go downtown. So the this, bums are fucking next level. I was like 15 or 16 at this time, mind That's you. That's even fucking worse. <laughs> Should not have been there. But anyways, we used to go see shows. Like, I remember getting high with the bands and getting shit-faced with them. And we went and saw this band called Heavy Heavy Lolo. I don't want to sound familiar. <laughs> you probably heard of them. Probably. And they were, like, rugged as fuck. Like... I'm not really sure why we were there. Like, now that I'm an adult and listen to <laughs> real music. <laughs> you ever listen to your old playlist? You're like, am I That was not okay. <laughs> Girl, what was wrong it with me? It was just a fucking phase, Jesus. Um, but, like, okay. yeah, my friend Brian was with me it. and got kicked in the stomach. Like, because they were doing those little mosh pits. Ugh. And, like, he was so fucked up on drugs that he just, like, absorbed the kick. <laughs> like, he was just fucking Play-Doh. Like... I'm still here. I got choked out one time. A band member had to pull me onto stage because somebody was like, I, like a, the crowd was pushing from behind, and the security guard was pushing forward. <laughs> he just, Jessica. his hand just so happened to end up like where he was pushing was on my throat, and I couldn't go anywhere. Like I had people pushing me forward, he's Where pushing me like, back. That's how I die. Exactly, and I'm like. Oh. And the band, the guy that was singing, literally stops and grabs me and pulls me up. He's like, are you okay? And I was like, no. <laughs> I got hit in the face with a guitar one time. <laughs> that was a fucking mess. <clears throat> Straight up at the, um, from, for, no, from Autumn to Ashes concert at the Dome. The fucking dome! Oh I my know. god. He fucking went to go do one of those guitar spins and fucking threw it and smacked me in his sorry? face. Yeah, no, he stopped playing. He grabbed me. He's like, I'm so sorry. He felt so bad. Oh and like, god, they were like a bigger that. band. Yeah. Like, they were not like one of those grungy little bands. Like, after the show, he was like giving me everything. He's like, hey, you want this? You want this? Like, like, yeah. I want to go home. <laughs> Probably had a concussion. It was fine. Great times when you're fucking emo and fucking 16. Dude, like, that whole culture is crazy to me <laughs> when you're 16. Right. <laughs> I was at the fucking dome watching shows at 16, fucking getting picked up on by guys that were way too fucking old. Same. Asking, <laughs> offer to buy me beer, do whatever the fuck, and like, not only backpedaled, I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> How am I okay? <laughs> I remember when I was raising Angelina, um, she, uh, wanted to go to the, to Jerry's, and I almost said the dome, they were closed by then, but she wanted to go to Jerry's, and I hadn't been to Jerry's in years, so we go, and me and Jesse were together, we go, and all of these girls are walking into Jerry's with heels and short dresses, and I was like... Did I miss something? 
Like, we like would show up in ripped jeans yeah. and, like, band tees and, like, yeah. our hair was greasy. I still dress like that. I'm right? Like, like ripped jeans and a fucking tee right now. But it, I was so confused. And she was singing some, <laughs> seeing some fucking rapper guy. And I was like, what when the, the fuck? fuck did they start playing rap here? But, like, everybody from Jerry's grew up and then just went to the Mint. Like, <laughs> the Mint. Yeah, they went the from mint. one grungy place did to the Mint. It's just like all the old fucking. <coughs> yeah, we're like, like it's still way dressed too old like to that. <laughs> like, we're fucking over it, but like we're still holding true. <laughs> we're still hardcore as fuck. <laughs> well, like I feel like the mint during Jerry's time was like where all like the drag queens hung out and like that. Was, yeah, like, it used fucking, to be a gay bar yeah, or something it like was, that. And it's, now it's like it's it's made this fucking transition to the older Jerry's crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very interesting. God, what's it gonna be like when like twenty years from now? <laughs> Like, We're gonna still be badass. Going in ripped jeans and fucking <laughs> fancies. They're like, we don't even play music anymore, bitch. We're high class pizza place. <laughs> they are now, though. Like, now I'm curious, but like, I'm so. Not... We gotta go eat their food. I've heard really good things. I'm like, still they were scared of the roaches, man. <laughs> I'm sure they played it up since then. I mean... If they're like under new ownership, I think we're fine. I'm pretty sure people peed on that floor. Like, oh, for sure. There was definitely a lot of throw up. The bathroom was gross. I, I went pee in the alley because I refused to yeah, fucking use the bathroom. Yeah, no. Yeah, the alley was cleaner. But did you ever go to raves? No. No. Okay. I was not. I was not a rave girl. I had a friend that her brother was a rave, or like, he was a DJ for raves. So we'd end up at these fucking weird-ass warehouses in the middle of, like, fucking Tehachapi and shit like that. Don't know how I lived. <laughs> Didn't tell anybody where I was going. Oh, yeah, that was definitely a murder thing. Definitely. Yeah, fucking weird people. <laughs> weird fucking people. And, and like, that's how addiction starts, is at those raves. Say no when you're at a rave or at an emo <laughs> concert, guys. Just yeah, go for, go have fun. <laughs> I can't do rave. Like, everybody wants to touch each other. No, thank you. I mean, I can't do it now, but when I was, like, fucking 14, I thought that was so cool. Right? <laughs> I had a little fucking robot in Star Wars, the new one. There's a little fucking droid in there. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> what did you do to my friend? Anyway, she, she just said droid. <laughs> what the fuck? I can't believe I know what that is. Oh, no. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> but in the new Star Wars, this, there's this cute <laughs> little fucking droid. Uh, <laughs> and somebody goes to touch him, and he goes, no, thank you. <laughs> you as fuck. <laughs> Do that. I've watched Jess somebody going for a hug and she falls on and says, No, thank you. And like, Matt turns and looks at me. He saw that is so you. That is like, so fucking you, dude. Me as fuck. That's hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah, don't. If you're. if Don't just go in for a random hug. I don't like to be touched. Yeah. I will legit tell you, No, thank you. No. I hate the ones where like I'm not expecting it and then I'm in it and I'm like oh no <laughs> panic oh, I'm gonna panic how did I get here what did I do to deserve this <laughs> fucking Mitch is the worst he always used to tell people that I love to be hugged and they would come up and hug me and I'd be like oh yeah Mitch was an asshole yeah definitely and then being in a Mitch hug was also fucking terrible because he had these weird long arms that <laughs> just got you <laughs> he hug you and himself at the same You're like, time I can't move <laughs> why are there spaghetti noodles around me right now it's the worst motherfucker alright alright guys anyways yeah our time's almost up um it's been fun as usual I'm yeah. gonna go die now I'm gonna go die I'm gonna go drink more beer yeah um 
Yeah. Well, I can't taste beer, so there's that. I can give her a Michelob Ultra right now, and she'd be like, is this an IPA? <laughs> you, she wouldn't even fucking know. <laughs> I just think I'm drinking delicious water. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next week, maybe? I don't know. Happy Life's hump crazy. day. Get Always lots of humps. <laughs> Says the sick one. Says the sick one. <laughs> hey, Matt got birthday sex. <laughs> he was like, he was Did not you about breathe? it. <laughs> he was not about it, but I was like, I don't have to breathe on you. Like, I don't have to breathe at all. <laughs> That's what you're into, right? <laughs> yeah, but anyways. <laughs> bye, right, guys. bye guys. Bye guys. <laughs>